Welcome everybody to another um, um, live wire sports up, um, entertainment. I'm here tonight because I have a very special guest, Miss um, Nikki Giss, if I pronounced that right. Um, she's a New York Giants fan, and today we'll be previewing the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants in this um, preview special. So let's get right to it. We're talking about the NFC East, home of the hardest hits and the greatest of rivalries, where there's no love lost between these four teams as they fight for their place at the top of the heap. Uh, it's the Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, and Giants. We got you covered no matter who you may ride with. They play the games and we give the show. Uh, so welcome to our round table. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. So, Miss Nikki, tell me how you've been doing and tell me how long you've been a New York Giants fan. Well, I am doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on. And I love your intro. That that was really cool. Um, I've been a Giants fan my whole life. So the past, you know, 10 years have been a little bit rough, but so far so good this year. It's, it, you know, it's uh, meaningful games in December and I don't know what to do with myself. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute since that's happened. So um, much better year than I thought it would be. I, I totally agree with you. It's been a while for us, too. As you know, we've yeah. been having our own little troubles over there, you know, from ownership, you know, finding a quarterback and everything like that. So, but I must say, this is the first time in years that I have got this, have seen all NFC teams have a potential chance to make the playoffs. So tell me how you feel about that. Yeah, um, I believe if it ended today, um, Philly is the one and Dallas is the five and Giants and Commanders are six and seven. So we would all be in at like, that's crazy. This division's come a long way. Exactly. I, um, I just, I feel like now we all know that the Commanders and the Giants play this weekend, but uh -huh. the and we do have a two game stop in a two week period. So with that being said, do you think the Giants still have a chance, even if what they split with Washington or they sweep Washington or Washington sweep them, which which way you will lead to that? I think realistically, I think a, um, a split is probably what's going to happen. Um, I think if, yeah, Giants win three, that should do it for the playoffs. But in terms of this series, I, it's probably going to be a split. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to dive right into this. Mm -hmm. All right. Right now, Washington sits at the seven. Giants sits at the sixth spot. Um, Giants is seven to four. Washington seven to five. Give me your analysis of how you think this game could help um, the Giants get a win over Washington. Yeah, so I think just getting some of our guys back healthy is really going to help. Um, it's just we've been decimated with injuries. I know a lot of teams have, but um, especially our wide receiving position. Um, but, you know, hopefully, Brian Dable said today, you know, he's hopeful that Bellinger can get back, Evan Neal can get back, Ojolari can get back. God knows that line needs it. It's definitely been affecting, you know, Saquon's run game. So if we can get those guys back, get this run game going, control time of possession, 
um, that front seven of the defense, if they can pressure Heineke into making mistakes um, and we play mistake-free football and get these penalties under control, um, then I think the Giants probably can win this one. But, you know, it's a typical NFC East game. You never know. I'm thinking low scoring. I would take the under on this one. I think we're looking at like a typical field goal type game. You know how they go. It's, it's you know, people call NFC East games boring, but we just yeah. beat each other up all season. Well, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, the one thing I think about the Giants is that Daniel Jones, how he has hurt us running the wall um, yeah. for the last couple of years. And now I know Washington has improved their run defense a whole lot, you know, by changing their defensive stance. So because when we played the Eagles on that Monday night game, we didn't allow Jalen Hurts to run a lot. Now, but last week, um, Atlanta was able to run the ball with Mar Mariota and Cordell Patterson until we made some adjustments in the second half. I kind of see a similar um, way the Giants might emulate what the Atlanta Falcons did mm -hmm. and how well Washington couldn't adjust to that. Uh, um, but with that being said, Daniel Jones always scares me a little bit because he seems like he get put that Superman cape on and just yeah. start running all over the place on us. And I'll be like, I don't want to see Daniel Jones hurt us. Even when we win or they beat us, it, he just has a great game against the commanders. He does. Yeah, four and one, I think. Yeah, I think he's four and one against the commanders. So that's the thing with Daniel Jones. I mean, people give him a hard time and they say he's not an athletic quarterback, but he is. I mean, we've all seen him, you know, take off running this season, running for touchdowns, first down. So he is an athletic quarterback. I just think he gets a lot of hate. Yeah, I agree. Now, I did check you out over there on Rio Robinson's channel a couple of days oh, ago. Oh, gosh, yeah. Rio is um, a really good guy. I follow yeah. him. Yeah, we, he is. We interact a little bit. Now, y'all made a little wager bet, so I'm not going to even put a wager bet <laughs> on this game since y'all already got one. But – um. Do you see the Giants? Um, you, I know you say they, you, uh, we might split or y'all might split against us. Yeah. Do you see? Um, do you think that with y'all being injured and everything like that, um, by the time y'all get ready to play us for the second time, do you, do you feel like you should have some of your pieces back to be able to, um, no matter what the outcome of this game is, to be very um, um, ready for the uh, stretch, the down stretch of the season? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, even if we lose this game, I, I would hope not. Um, you know, that still gives us a few more weeks to get some more guys back and, you know, try to make a run here at the end of the season. Um, you know, I'm hoping, like, you know, Brian Dable said, even this week, if we can get those three guys back, that would be amazing. Um, Darius Slay, he said he's under the weather, um, mm -hmm. and so is Brightwell. So he's hopeful for Sunday. You guys know how coach speak is, though. Of course, they're yeah. not going to give us, you know, the answer we want to hear. But just trying to get some of these guys back would be great. I would say, you know, my concern is if the commanders do lose this game, and then I think you guys have a bye, right? So it gives you guys like three weeks to game plan against us to come back with, you know, a vengeance. So that's not great, but um, hopefully we can get this win at home. That that would be really nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for me, I think this game is very important for the commanders just because one of our top corners is out. Um, Benjamin State Jr., he might not play, right. but we have other guys that can step up, which they did last week. 
um, also Chase might play this oh, okay. game. He might come back. We don't know because they've been saying that for the last couple of weeks that he might come back. Ron Rivera did say they'll um, evalu- evaluate him again on Sunday oh. just to see if he's getting – he say he looks good. So hopefully if that happens, then we could either use him or Jamin Davis to spy Daniel Jones, not to allow him to hurt us with his legs. So that will help us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do – I, me personally, I do see the Commanders winning this game, but <laughs> uh, but it's going to be a low scoring game because Commanders every time they have a team that plays almost similar to them, they had them little tight games. So Atlanta was pretty much a mirror of who we are, mm-hmm. you know. So and it was a tight game. Um, but Brian Dable, I think he to me, I being in Buffalo and coming to the Giants really helped Daniel Jones. I could say that much because Daniel Jones, even though he's on that what fifth year option right now. Mm-hmm. So if he continues to play well, win or lose, I, I kind of foresee Brian Devil trying to keep him around, kind of like build him up to uh, and get him more acclimated to how to play the quarterback position than what he, what was the other coordinators or the coaches that was there. So, I do like the fit for Brian Devil with Daniel Jones to help him be a little bit better. So I do see that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can see it right away. For the most part, Daniel Jones is playing mistake-free football. Um, I know he threw a couple interceptions the past couple of weeks, but he had gone, I think it was like week one was the last time he threw an interception. So, you know, he is playing for a contract extension. Uh, you know, I think he probably has earned – an extension, you know, I, I don't think he's going to get crazy money. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, that's the quarterback market. So we'll see, but you know, if he gets a, an extension, I'm, you know, I'm not mad at it. I know he's got a lot of haters and listen, I was very, very critical of Daniel Jones, but you know, mm-hmm. we hadn't seen him play a full season. He was always hurt. Um, and he had gone through multiple coaches and multiple offenses. And then when Brian Dable came in, you know, I saw it being at training camp. I was like, this is different, right? This dude is different. He's going to coach this team up and he has coached up Daniel Jones and it's helped tremendously. What I think is hysterical is when, you know, we're sitting there and we're interviewing and we're listening to Brian Dable and people want to compare Daniel Jones to Josh Allen. And it's yeah. like, come on, <laughs> you know, that's uh, it's a little crazy, but. I mean, Brian Dable was my prediction for coach of the year in the summer. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could you could look at Brian Dable and look at Ron Rivera. You know, Ron Rivera been with us for now third season. Yeah. And, and this is Brian Dable first season. And the to what they have done with both of these teams is remarkable because, yeah. you know, the cream of the crop, crop of the, our division is always to talk about Dallas, which I always gives that a thumbs down on them all the so. time. Yeah, And then, you know, Philly, you know, they just jumped out the gate because of the trades and the draft that they had. Yeah. But the Giants in Washington is like the, you could say the little brother in the background now trying yeah. to get, gain it for their attention as everything. And I'm, I'm really rooting for all four of these teams to make the playoffs, regardless of how we all, um, our record falls at the end of the year. I really could see something historical happen with all of these teams. Um, now it's going to be funny when they all get in the playoffs and 
the matchups, that's the yeah. thing. That's going to be hysterical because we know Dallas will get bounced in the first round like they always do. <laughs> they yeah. always do, but their fans want to act like they like win Super Bowls every year or something. I, I, I totally agree because my um, my brother-in-law and my sister, they huge Dallas Cowboy fans, and I just, and I hear it all the time. I watch ESPN. I look for always look for Stephen A. to give his rant on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So, but um, now defensively for mm-hmm. for um the Giants, they do have a pretty good defensive front. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's the theme for all of these teams in the East right now. The day defensive front has been the catalyst for these teams to stay in the game. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, listen, when you have Wink Martindale as your defensive coordinator, those guys have opportunities, right? It's sack happy. It's, you know, and they love it. They had said, like, you know, a Wink Martindale defense is you have to be intelligent to play in his defense. Um, and there's a lot going on, but, you know, they love it. I think for the most part, he does call great game. Um, again, that secondary, you know, we were decimated with injuries. So just getting some of these guys back over the next few weeks is going to help tremendously. I can't wait to see everybody on the field healthy. I don't think we've seen that yet. So yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But that front seven of the Giants is is pretty mean and nasty. So that's why I said like they can definitely force Heineke into making some mistakes. Yeah. And that's one thing about um I always worry about Heineke a little bit because he is a short statue quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's so gritty. And I just feel like our coaches need to allow him to use his legs a little bit more because he is athletic and not to sit in a pocket because yeah um i believe what game it was um i think it was either the philly or the um tennessee game when he came in for carson when he got hurt Mm -hmm. he got his balls batted down a lot yeah and even if you put him in a three-step drop allow him to evade through the offense alignment, because you know the offense alignment, they all and the defense alignment, they all big, so he can navigate through there real quickly and yeah. uses uh, his ability or roll him out. When I watch the Giants, that's what one thing that catches me with Daniel Jones. They find a way to roll him out to use his um, um, athletic ability to manipulate the offense a little bit more, so to keep the defense at bay. So I feel like if the Giants was to do that against Taylor Heineke. Scott Turner don't have to be innovative enough to move Taylor out the pocket, not let him sit there and get sacks because our offensive line has played better through yeah. these six games, seven games, where there was in the beginning of the season when we, you know, we gave up nine sacks in the first game on one of the um, third game of the season against the, the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz. So right. that's, that's something to be, um, to take very note of because I'm sure that Wink Martindale is going to have them guys ready to blitz and oh, yeah. disrupt, especially now that we like to run the ball a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to have those guys ready for sure. Let me ask you, are, were you a Carson Wentz fan? Uh, I mean, I wasn't sold on Carson Wentz coming there. Yeah. But I understood what Ron Berry was trying to do, but I felt like we could – we could have still allowed Taylor Heineke to be the starter and find somebody else to back him up. And even though we got, um, oh gosh, I can't, the, um, the guy from North Carolina, uh, the, uh, the redrafted him. So, mm-hmm. but 
a lot of uh, I wanted to give Carson Wentz a chance. You know, he was getting dragged through the mud. You know, he didn't have the best reputation. I said, well, you know what? Come here. Ron Rivera has a very, you know, good rapport with guys. He's very um, straightforward. So I wanted to see Carson Wentz win. I wanted him to have a great season, you know, be able to say, you know what, hey, and take this team to the playoff. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Now he has to sit back and watch Taylor Heineke go on this incredible win streak with everybody. Now, how would they change, you know, after the bye week? Would they put Carson Wentz back and let Taylor Heineke, you know, stay neutral or continue? So my thing is, I like Carson. I want him to play, but it just right now I think the chemistry with the team rolling with Heineke fits so perfectly. Don't want to disrupt that at all. Yeah. It seems like when Heineke gets on the field, he kind of like, I don't know, injects something different in there with mm. the guys than, than Carson Wentz. Um, it's unfortunate because Carson Wentz just can't seem to stay healthy. You know, we saw yeah. it with the Eagles. We've seen it with, you know, you guys. So, yeah, I was just wondering because, you know, it's um, – People love him or hate him, right? But I just, again, there's one of those quarterbacks where he just got hurt so early in his career and just can't stay healthy. So you can't really, you know, it's just a shame. We can't really yeah. see everything that he can do. So I feel like if Heineke has the hot hand, like maybe you just roll with him, right? Instead of trying to go back to Wentz after the bye week. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think Heineke has proven, you know, he is a winner. He has done it last year. We took the team on a four-game winning streak when we was – we had one of the most injury injury riddle and COVID years last year. Yeah. And then, you know, the COVID year when he first came on the scene, you know, we almost beat Tom Brady. I mean, just imagine what that could have did for his confidence if he did. So, I mean, I read a role with the guy with the hot hand. The defense is playing good. We Now we got everybody pretty much coming back from injury and being healthy. And this is the, I think this is the best time of season right now to start getting healthy completely, as you alluded to with your um with the Giants. Mm -hmm. Because down the stretch, you know, you see some flaws in the Eagles right now. You see yeah. some flaws with Dallas. I mean, Giants and Washington could be the two teams that capitalize their position, you know, hold the six or seven spot down and kind of, you know, when we had, I guess, I think y'all still have the Eagles and Cowboys on your schedule. Uh, um, the Eagles, we had the Eagles twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that and season y'all have us twice. Then y'all got the Eagles twice. So do. Yep. Those are gonna be tough games, and especially y'all coming back healthy will help y'all definitely help y'all a lot down the stretch. For us, we have y'all twice. We have the Browns. We have the 49ers, and then we have Dallas. I think for us, the, the way I see it, I think. Not counting the division games, but I think that 49ers game is so crucial. It's probably the most important game on Washington's schedule right now. Yeah. Because, because of the way the 49ers has been, have been playing. So, um, with that being said, I know you you are limited on time and everything like that. Give me your, um, I guess, give me your prediction for this game. How do you see this game shaking out for both squads? Yeah, like I said, I think we're in for like a classic NFC East game. I think it's low scoring, you know, probably 2017, something like that, maybe even lower. I just think it's a field goal type game. I would be shocked if this turns into a, a high scoring affair, but, you know, you uh, you never know. I think ultimately the Giants get the win. I will edge to the home team on that one. Um, but, 
mm, I, I especially hope they win because I don't want to have to go on Rio's show and wear burgundy and gold because they are not my colors. They're really tough colors to pull off. So I hope that that's not the case. I don't want to have to do that. Um, but, you know, just as a side note, the commanders are a tough team. It is a division rival, so it's not going to be easy. No game in the NFL is. And I personally really do like Chase Young. So I, you know, hate that we had he's in our division, but I mean, what a talent that kid is. So hopefully he can come back healthy soon. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm rooting for him to come back because I, yeah. I, I really want to see what he looked like. I think yeah. this, this game against the Giants will help a little bit because knowing that the Giants, you know, they're, they're not full, a full squad yet, you know, and then allow him to, you know, do whatever it takes. Cause I, I think he'll probably get like 12 to 14 snaps, not a whole lot in the game if he do play. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I def desperately will <laughs> would love to see you in in that burgundy and gold. Oh and, gosh, and no. Rio, tough Rio. colors, tough know, colors, man. On Rio show, that will be hilarious. Oh. I mean, so uh, but that being said, I know. Also, you, I know you have a couple of other shows that you yeah. do. Um, can you um, let everybody know? Yeah, absolutely. So Monday night, you guys can find me uh, on a show called Rush Hour. So it's a show for the fans. I send out the StreamYard link. Everybody can jump in. You don't have to just be a Giants fan. It's for everybody. We talk fantasy football. Um, we talk, we look ahead to the next week for the betting lines, kind of see where everything's at. We talk a little Monday night football. The fans come on, they vent, they celebrate, whatever. So it's just a cool 50-minute show. It's really for the fans. Um, Tuesday nights is New York Giants rush. That's where we break down the nitty gritty of the Giants game and the team. So that's all Giants for a straight hour. Wednesday night is third and three podcast. That's kind of where it all started for me. It's at seven o'clock. We kind of touch on everything. We do our game picks. We talk some fantasy uh, and best bets. And then Sunday mornings at 1130 is channel side bet. So that's daily fantasy and picking against the spread. Well, I, I'm definitely a fantasy football guy, so I definitely will be checking out your fantasy um, show and everything awesome. like that. Because, um, uh, as I say, you are doing great things. I love Thank what you. you do. Thank um, you. And I absolutely delighted to have you on. Aww, you know, you. E even though you know we was trying to work this out throughout, you know, last few weeks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but and that's just how it is with everybody I get into contact with because scheduling is so. Yes. tough right now and but I'm it doesn't matter whenever whenever you're available I would love to get you back on you know to come again a little longer even um sometime in the future or I'll return the favor come on one of your shows and everything yeah like that. yeah come on a Monday night come on rush hour and you know we can talk maybe we'll see how this game shakes out on Sunday so if you have <laughs> time on Monday night at seven o'clock hop on for a little bit and uh yeah we can just talk about it that would be good that sounds good. Sounds good, Nikki. Well, I thank you for stopping by. And guys, she just gave her location for where you can find her. Be sure to check her out. She's very phenomenal, oh. very knowledgeable of, of her football and everything. And she definitely wants her Giants to beat the Commanders <laughs> on Sunday. So yes. <laughs> with, with that being said, Nikki, I'm going to let you jump out of here and everything. But until next time. I will salute you and talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy and good luck. Hopefully I'll see you on Monday on my show. All right. No problem. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.
you too. All right, guys, as you know, that was Nikki Giss from <clears throat> on New York Giants podcast. You know, she's a very, very good person. She did, you know, she did um, gave me a guest spot to come on to on this preview show for the New York Giants. Now, I definitely want to continue to continue with this for a little bit more because I wanted to get into a, a lot of things for this game. Now, we all know that the Commanders went six and one. <clears throat> well, they are six and one straight up when they in their last seven game, but they also are six zero oh, and one against the spread in that stretch. That's pretty good, you know, because now teams are the betters are starting to look at the commanders in a whole different light, which that makes, excuse me, which that makes them um, in certain games um, favorites. But also Taylor Heineke has a, a 194.8 yards per game, passing yards per game with a 60, 60% um, percent complete rate. He has seven touchdowns, five interceptions in that span. But he hasn't really overwhelmed as much as, you know, with Carson Wentz when he was in that stretch. But it's hard to argue with that because our defense has been more aspiring, has been more physical, has been playing with a lot of grit and um, a lot of grit into the game. Um, the defense also helped on um, their lead the team in a plus seven turnover ratio over the last six and one um, stretch. So, and that, that means because each game the Washington Commanders, since the Philly game, the Washington Commanders has have even take um have a have two turnovers or one turnover in each of their last six games, seven games rather. And that's a that's a good thing because that now you get to see that, that defense is pressing the ball. Now, how would like Nikki just alluded to and we just alluded to that every team in the NFC East has a great defensive front. Now Will we be able to get to Daniel Jones? Because we do, we are in the top five impression quarterbacks um, that's there. If we could put more pressure, are we able to put pressure on Daniel Jones, make him characteristic? I, I feel that he will turn the ball over, um, especially if we slow down the run. Are we able to slow down the run and slow down his movement? Because you got to think, the commanders, this is probably their third team that they have played this year of a running quarterback. Before Washington was um last year, Washington wasn't that great against running quarterbacks. Now Mar Marcus Mariota, it looked like he had got a lot of a lot of yardage on um Washington um Sunday. But <laughs> to be honest with you, he didn't. Um Marcus um, rushing, Mary Order had 49 yards. He had 50 yards rushing and everything like that on six attempts. But that was in the first half. He was averaging almost 8.2 yards a run. So Watson did make some adjusting, adjustments after that. Now, combined, combined with um, Jerry Patterson and Mariota, they eclipsed over 100 yards rushing the ball against us. But Neither of that, we kind of like slowed them down a little bit. We kind of like slow Cardell Patterson down because in that game, Atlanta was having their way with us, running the ball, and I was wondering if we was going to make adjustment. And that's one of the biggest things that we have not seen from Ron Rivera and his coaching staff is <clears throat> making timely adjustments 
throughout the game. So I um I think now that we're going to play another similar quarterback in Daniel Jones, like Mariota, that could run out the pocket and hurt us, and we and we be able to put you know if we be able to say keep him in the pocket, neutralize some of his his scrambling rollout moves, then that will be easy, easy for us to you know neutralize the offensive line of the Giants and stopping the run and force Daniel Jones to be a more of a passer where we can make him make mistakes. Now, going back to my stat line is that um, our defense also been stingy over the last seven games. We have not given up what 20 points in that span, but we are giving up what 15.4 per um, points per day, um, per game. Um, like I, like we did a lose to. Hopefully, Daniel. Uh, hopefully, Chase Young do come back this game. Then that will be awesome because then we could have him or Jamin Davis keep a spy, use one of them to blitz the quarterback into certain tough situations. So it should be a really great, really great game. I think it's going to be low in scoring. Nikki did took some of the. Um, she did took my prediction because I did say twenty to seventeen. Um, but I might say probably 23 to 17, depends on how it is, because I know that the Giants is the Giants is really going to focus on not allowing us to run the ball effectively. And that's what Atlanta tried to do last week. They tried to eliminate limit, eliminate us from running the ball, but we found but we stuck we stuck to it. We continue to run the ball and to loosen up that defense. So Washington, even whatever the Giants does. Just take what the defense, Lyle Heineke to take what the defense give them, and they should be fine. Um, but do not abandon the run if the Giants seem like they're trying to stop the run a little bit. Continue to run the ball. Continue to find some stretch plays. Continue to do some jet sweeps. Continue to throw um, across the middle to um, Samuels, Jahan, and um, Terry. Even um, Darmy Brown even gets in the mix. Now, we haven't seen for the last few games of Cam Sims. Hopefully, he, he'll get himself inserted in, into this game. I do want to talk about Jahan Dotson. Since he came back for the last two games, he hasn't really played. Well, not played, but hasn't really gotten the ball. He's been getting, like, one catch here and there. And this is just like the opposite effect when Carson Wentz was the starter. Um, Carson Wentz was the starter. He... Um, um, Terry wasn't getting the ball because Carson had a, um, you know, through training camp, he had a rapport with Jahan and Taylor has a rapport with Terry. So therefore, both of these wide receivers, now we kind of need them both, both quarterbacks per se, to have rapport with both of these wide receivers. I think Taylor speaks on it saying that they will try to, you know, they try to, will try to get him the ball because he could help stretch out when you're using Curtis Samuels to run the ball a lot, you know, doing jet sweeps or, or whatever the case may be. You still need that element of the other receiver to open up some things so you can get the ball more to Terry a little bit more. And if you could get at least four or five targets to Jahan Dotson, he makes some catches, then that opens up a lot of things for Terry, especially if you could connect on some of those passes where. You, you look at, well, per se, you look at 
um, if the Giants tries to slow down the run. So, and Taylor Heineke has to be smart in this game because the Giants is going to try to make him try to mass coverage and everything like that. They're going to try to force him to make mistakes. And, you know, Taylor has, I believe he has thrown, except for one game, he has thrown an uh, interception or turned the ball over. And so we, we don't need that because the fact of the matter is that the Giants are going to look to capitalize on everything. Now, they do got the commanders on favor in this game. I do suspect the Giants use a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley in this game um, to try to, you know, like I said, Washington and Giants will probably do the same thing. They're going to try to run the ball, try to weigh the defense down. But I, I do believe that our our offensive line and running backs is going to be crucial. Brian Robinson is going to probably be the starter. He's going to get the bulk of the run. Tony Gibson, Jonathan Williams, I think they're going to, Push, push, push. And I do believe Washington is going to try to control the time of possession, which in a lot of games that they they have been controlling the line um the line of scrimmage in these games. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how things turn out and uh, turn out for the commanders in this game. Now, a lot of betting lines do have the Giants uh, winning this game with a 64% to a 36% in this game in favor on um, the, um, the betting line. But we are going to be without one of our offensive weapons in St. June. Now, we did have Christian Holmes start, and that's why he played well Sunday. But um, if Slate and Slayton do play, we probably have to put Kyle Fuller on him and allow – Holes or whoever is in that second cornerback spot, play an off receiver, not match up on a a, a guy like, excuse a guy like Slayton, um, Slater. So, I think Fuller would take that task. And honestly, Fuller has been playing really, really great. I'm telling you, this team seemed like they have turned. This defense seemed like they have turned around ever since that William Jackson situation. And I that's what I love the most because now. They're playing for one each other. They got each other back. They're playing hard. They're gritty and stuff like that. And this won't be an easy game against the Giants, but I think we need this win against the Giants because this will put the Giants in the seventh spot in the playoff, and we will move up to the sixth spot. And where now we will control our destiny from that point in that sixth spot because you got the 49ers and the 49ers and the um, Seattle Seahawks. They're going to be battling. And even though if the, C- if, if the 49ers wins the division, that means the Seahawks is going to be looking for that play- that last playoff spot. And if Washington wins the win and then come back, going there by week and come back and beat the Giants again, you, they pretty much will lock it up with three games left in the season from that point. And then, you know, we, you got, and then we play the 49ers, then Cleveland, and then, the, and then Dallas. It depends on how – the Giants roll out because if the Giants say if the Giants lose these two games and then they got two two meetings with um the, um two meetings with the Eagles and one game left, that's going to be tough on them. So and even if we split, say that we win this game, say that we win this game and move in six part, and the Giants lose and the Giants win next week and say Seattle loses 
the Giants still could hold that seven spot before by the time they play us that second week. And rather and if we lose to them and they win, we kind of like with flip spots, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much flip spots. Um, but no matter how we cut it, I think it's gonna be tough. I think the Giants schedule is a little bit tougher than ours. I say, I think, like I said, the only tough team on our schedule at this moment is is um, 49ers. Now, Cleveland is going to be a tough, tough also, but for playoff implications, I do. The, the depends on how everything shake up with the Dallas Cowboys and the rest of the season. Whether they have something to play for at the end of the season or not remains to be seen. But with um. But I, I feel that we, the commanders, are in a good position. Some people say that we're gonna lose the rest of the games of, of the season. I don't see that happening. I think, I think we, I think we probably lose one game, one or two games, and I don't even see that happening. Um, at at that point, I think the 49ers game, like I said, is gonna be the tough game. That's definitely gonna be the tough game. The Giants game, divisional game, we could split with the Giants. We could win the game. We, who knows? We might. We could win the game against the 49ers. You know, the, I mean, depends on how the far, depends on what the 49ers look like against Miami Dolphins this weekend. So all these these last five games of the season is going to be crucial for all teams, Giants, Washington, San Francisco, and um, on Seattle. So there's going to be a fight to the finish for all of these teams to see positioning and everything. So that's why it will – Start this start this Sunday for the Giants and the Commanders. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be um I think it's going to be a really great game and everything like that. Um, but I'm going with my Commanders to win this game. I'm going pretty much um I think I'm going I'm going I'm giving Washington a ten point win on this. I'm gonna give them twenty three to thirteen a ten point win. I think Washington scores. Uh, enough points to keep um, the Giants at bay, slow them down, get good field position and everything like that. I think these, I mean, I think these guys is going to, um, we lost, a, like I said, we lost a close game to um, Minnesota, came back, beat the, um, beat the Eagles, and been rolling ever since then. But that's my time, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this preview with my special guest. Hopefully, we get this dub on the weekend, and we keep we keep the streak alive and keep Taylor Heineke and welcome. And hopefully, we can work on uh, welcome the return of Chase Young. Um, until then, you can always find me on every social media um, platform from YouTube, um, Live Sports Entertainment, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everything like that. I'm all over. Just remember, just lock and load it. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. And we definitely will continue to um, keep our winning streak alive and everything like that. Until then, guys, I salute you. I'm out. We talking about the NFC East, home of the hardest hits and the greatest of rivalries. Where there's no love lost between these four teams as they fight for their place at the top of the heap. Uh. It's the Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, and Giants. We got you covered no matter who you may ride with. They play the games and we get the show. So welcome to our round table.
All right. Until then, guys, I'm out. See you. Take care.